I'm being told to go to the hotline because there's a famous person on the hotline now. Let me see. The hotline's only for... This is top-notch, this hotline. Hello? Welcome? Hello? Hi. Is this Scott Thompson? Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm good. Welcome. Good. Welcome to the show. Thanks Thank for you. coming on. It's very... I, I'm having a hard time hearing you. Um, okay, let's see. How about now? How's hello that? over your face? Is someone trying to smother you? No, no. I'm talking... Oh. What? How about? Can, oh my God! It's me. Someone's trying to smother me. Oh no! Look out! It's all right. Watch. How about now? Can you hear me any better now? Is this better? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say yes. That's what I do all the time. I'm just like yeah. I mean, even if I don't, I, it just you know what? It's a placebo. Yes, I do. The placebo effect is working. Sure. People say to me, "How are you doing?" And I'll just say, "Let's just say I'm fine." There we go. Let's just say I hear you perfectly. Yes, great. Well, thank you for calling in, Scott, and congratulations on all of your many accomplishments, the latest of which is your new album, Not a Fan. Yes, thank you. And I heard it, and it's really funny. Oh, you actually listened to it. Of course I did. Well, because, you know, in this new modern era of, like, publicity, I've been doing a ton of podcasts, and... Very few of them have actually listened to it, and you end up being on a podcast about depression or cancer. And next thing you know, they're triggering you, and you're in tears. So it's a lot. To, so it's nice to hear that you actually did listen to it. Yes. Yeah. So Thank you're on. You. You're on a thing. You're talking all about being sick and doing all the stuff and crying, and then you're just like, "Yeah, I got a new album." They're like, "Yeah, we didn't listen to it though." Exactly, because the album is all that stuff with all the pain, you know, filtered out. And I'm like, "Oh no, just go to the comedy." Now the album is really great, and it is it is interesting to see how you took on some the the themes you take on throughout it, and Thanks. and frame it in the context of 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 being of be of being funny and also of you being funny doing it. It's definitely right. it's definitely your you taking on your own life and kind of making it all yeah. funny in the way you yeah. do other. Yeah, I, I I just think that comedy there's nothing comedy can't touch. There's nothing too dark for comedy and uh, if you give it enough time and you work hard enough you'll be able to make anything seem funny yeah and and uh look the title track i don't want to say what it is but the when when you know the album's called oh yeah i know what you're talking about if you know if if you hear the album's called not a fan and then you're wondering (laughs) what that is just listen to the album and it'll be like, oh my God, that's how yeah. that album. It's the punchline. Yeah. Yes. I like you call that the title track. I didn't realize that, but I guess it is the title track. I, I didn't even think. I was just listening to it, and then it, it just. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Halfway through the I album, the title, the title shows. Track. Oh, it's so funny. Um, <laughs> so, what is the road that takes you from all these different things to <sighs> now getting on stage and doing this? Well, you know, I always, I've always um, dabbled with stand-up, but I never took it on as an actual um, career or an art form because it wasn't really available to a person of my ilk years ago. Um, you couldn't really be open about who you were and the kind of comedy that I would like to do. You couldn't really stand on stage and be a gay man. It wasn't possible until very recently. And uh, unless you wanted to, like, just work in, like, um, the ghetto circuit. Do you know what I mean? Like, just the gay circuit. Because that could be done. Sure, you but could. You can... You can address your your comedy to to a to a culture and to a a, a crowd, yeah. and then but you're yeah. you're always going to play to just that crowd. Absolutely, yes, yes. But now it's different. People are much more uh, open, and I don't feel that tension. 
Anyway, and I mean, when I was at the kids in the hall, once I met the kids in the hall, that was it. I just that was it. I wasn't doing anything else but them for a long, long time. But when I first started out, I would have, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian, but I had, I tried it a few times, and it was a terrible experience. Both all of them, they were abusive from the audience and the comedians. And I went, I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. This is the eighties, UK. This is a very different time. Sure. And then I found the kids in the hall very soon after, and that was it. But after I got cancer uh, eight, nine years ago, when I got better, I decided that I had nothing really to be afraid of, that life had tried to kill me over and over again, and it wasn't able to. And um, the world had changed enough that I could stand on stage and be myself and not hide behind a character, which, which I've always done, and I still continue to do. But I thought, I can do this properly. So I just thought, thought well... I I kind of want to remake myself and be rediscovered, so I'm gonna I'm gonna reinvent my career. So that's what I did. I just thought I'm gonna start over again, and I I, I was in Canada because I had to go home for the healthcare, mm-hmm. and I stayed to reinvent myself because I thought, well, in Canada, even though people know me, there's no star system, so they're gonna allow me to completely go back to the clubs and work in anonymity until I'm ready, and an American is ready to look at me. Sure. So that's what I've done. Well, it's 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 exciting because there is such a when you work in a group, when any of these any kind of collaborative thing, it's mm-hmm. like there's a safety in that and there's a comfort in that mm-hmm. you know people have your back. But there's yeah. also that sharing of the ball that you have to yeah. kind of do. But for you to now just be like, Yeah, I'm going out there all alone, completely exposed. But anything, there's nothing between what's in your head and what's coming out of your mouth and going to the audience. No, you you can't blame Bruce for having an off day or Dave for being hungover or whatever. You just can't. And you can't, you know, like in a group, you can always have one person off. But when it's just you, you can't really be off. And if you are off, you have to fake it. And sometimes... (laughs) <laughs> That's why I think you people love to see viral videos of comedians losing it. But I look at them with empathy, and I go, "Oh yeah, I've been there." Yeah, I guess because you, know? you have to. Uh, yeah, it's there's no there's no uh, looking at the other guy and just being like, "Yeah, I'm not I'm not in it tonight." You, uh, you <laughs> no, carry this there's thing. a little bit of that, yes. Yeah. But we're not allowed to have bad days. But you know, it, it's been a real thrill for me. I'm I'm really enjoying it, and. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Like, I mean, I've dabbled. I used to do something called on Cabaret all the time, Beth Lapidus' show, and I used to, and I would do one-person shows, et cetera, but they would not be stand-up. They would be characters, and I'd go into a bit, and I'd go into another character. So they weren't, they weren't stand-up. Stand-up to me is a very different, very pure form, where it's just you, your personality, like a distillation of your personality in front of an audience. And it's fascinating, um, but because because I think they're really always the audience really kind of wants you to they want you to succeed or really fail. <laughs> yeah, some people want to be there for the night yeah. that's that Scott Thompson lost it, and they got yeah. to see that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and uh, that's definitely a possibility. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's people who just go. It's like, hey, you know that night. Michael Richards was on stage. Oh, God, yeah. like, if anybody was in that room, they're telling that story every night of their life. That well, they exactly. Were... Lose his career. He should have gotten a bigger career. So many 
so much joy to those people. When you really think about it, like everybody who was in that room, it's true, is dining out on that story. Yeah, so, for years, they, it's like, I got to funny. see that. I saw that guy. I saw that guy lose millions of dollars in front of my eyes. Were you there? No, no, no. I'm saying people oh, are saying. Oh, I, that. See. Oh, you, I thought I you wish. were bragging. Oh, please! <laughs> yeah. I wish I was. I think that that would be worth its weight in gold. And even if I was black, I'd be like, ah, it was worth it. <laughs> Watch. Oh, oh, gone too far. No, no. Look. <laughs> now, what is the difference when you do your buddy call show? What is wh- yeah. how is that different to take ideas well, and things and fit? Well, it's fascinating because you know, like I'm pretty out there. I don't really hedge my bets, but even I'm afraid of certain things, especially in this day and age. But Buddy is not afraid of anything. He just doesn't give a shit, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's that it's incredible. Being Buddy now is such a joy because. I get to say whatever I want, and I, the, if people are offended, I just move on. And it's like, it's a character. So they allow him to do a lot more. See, and I also think that, oh, sure, like, I'm a white man, and all, white men aren't allowed to say anything, but I'm a gay man. And I'm not just a gay man, I'm an older gay man. So my generation had it so bad. Like, we suffered like hell. So in this new world of, like, who suffered the most, we kind of win. So it gives me this freedom that no white man in comedy in my generation has. And it's a, it's a thrill, and I'm, I mean, it's weird, I feel bad, but I'm like, wow. oh, man, this is great. But Buddy can do anything. And everybody says to me, you can't say that. You can't say that. But I go... But I just did. And the person that you would think would be offended is the one laughing the most. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm on to something. I really yeah. feel that the public is really wanting this kind of tiptoeing around in comedy to end. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. I sure do. Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's an adjust, there's an adjustment. Things need to shake out in certain ways and people, I'm, I'm glad people are speaking up and saying things that where they never had a voice. But there's also, it's just the line is being defined while True. people are we're, we're living with the was, line being defined. I am one of those people that has been denied a voice in many ways. I've never been able to go to that next level. And when I say it's gone too far, mm-hmm. people should listen to when a minority says it's gone too far. Yeah. No, look, you're, you, you were in the trenches on this. When, I've been, yeah, I was first through the, one of the first through the door. So I'm wounded. I'm missing a leg. Now I get to say a few things. Exactly. And you can do it the way with Buddy. It's almost like a ventriloquist act where people, they blame it on the dummy. These guys, they yeah. when the ventriloquist, it's like, hey, you can't say that. This audience, is these are nice people. You can't talk that way to them. Buddy has, unlike me, like I still have 
that wall between my emotions and my comedy isn't, it's amorphous. It can be breached. And when no, that wall is breached, usually, in my mind, in comedy, when emotion breaches the wall, it destroys comedy. But Buddy's wall is as thick as the wall Trump wants to build. Like, it's impenetrable. So it's like, no matter what, he can't be thrown because he separated it. So like, he separated his emotions and his thinking um, so clearly that it, it's, it's funny because if it was me and I got in trouble or I said something that might have gone too far, I might feel like a lurch in my stomach. Mm-hmm. But not Buddy. All, all Buddy hears is the word is charge. Yeah, and then you just go. Yeah, everybody else is going the other way, and Buddy's exactly just, what yeah. into the breach. Yeah. Everybody else is running away. Well, that's exciting. That's an exciting thing, and it's the thing that you can go back to over and over. They have this character oh, that grows with you throughout your life. You have this. It really character. is. I go. Fuck! I can't believe I waited all this time for this. And it just feels like, oh, this is the perfect time for me. I mean, it would have been nice if I was younger, but you know what? I think I'm just really enjoying it now that I, in a way that I wouldn't have. Exactly. Now you at least you you have some appreciation for things, and it's just yeah. It's just a, you, when you realize that there's not an infinite amount of times at bat. I think yes. then you you appreciate every time at bat. Absolutely. Which is weird because in comedy, everyone's like. So many comedians are like just, they're so sad about everything that can't function. I'm like, ah, I don't really feel like that because for me, it's like, oh, I've been through such a rocky, I've had such a rocky life that now I feel like my plane is just, you know, hit, you know, cruising altitude. I'm in the, into the light. So I'm, I'm having a, the time of my life. It feels bad to say it, but I'm having a great time. You're allowed to, but think about this. It's like when you think of the people who, where their thing popped, and look, you had a lot of success with kids in the hall at, at a very young age, and there, there's a whole interesting thing with that of of something defining you at such a young age that you kind of yes, I, I was in my twenties, yeah, that kind of follows you, and there's something look, there's something nice that people care about a thing that long. Oh, and I'm proud of it. Yes, yeah, that you can exactly. It's something you're proud of that they care about. There's kind of nothing better than you can't ask for more than that to have a thing that. You like doing, yeah. they care about you guys can all go back to it and then go do your own things and kind of re, regather when it's time is right. But, but there's something that it wasn't like the world's most, it wasn't like a show. It wasn't like in living color where it was like no, 40 it million no. people were watching it. No, 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 and, no, no, uh, everything, I've ever, everything, all, everything, all five of us as a group and as an individual have all been Solidly yeah, and you, but but you've been able to. You you. I think another thing when you realize when you start getting older, you realize there's people who hit their thing hot early, and then now yeah. they're just in the shadow of the thing forever. Oh, absolutely, but you get to kind of go up a step each time through your whole yeah. life. It's like that's infinite. That sounds like that's the better deal every it, which it, way. It right? And yet you don't realize that when I was young, I just thought, I want to be a superstar. And I was furious that it didn't happen. I'm furious that because of who I was, it didn't stop me from going to that next level that I felt I should go to. But now I look at those people that in my generation of comedians and actors that, have, that did very, very well and became huge. 
And I see them now struggling to remain relevant. You know what I mean? Struggling to apologize for their money and their power. And I'm going, oh, I don't have to do any of that. No, you're you're in it and you're you're a valid creative force. Now, Pardon me? you're a valid creative force at this point in your life. They would, That's they right. wish they could have that again. Well, it, it, it's true. I, I don't think I'm kidding myself, but I, I kind of go, I'm kind of relevant. <laughs> I don't have to. It's yeah. weird. No, it's great. But, and. That's really, and I look at so many people with all their money and power and giant homes and go, God, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I wouldn't trade where I am for the world. No, it's it's really, it's really an exciting thing because you're you're here for the thing that made you want to do it in the first place, which was right. being funny, yeah. making, yes. being creative, and that's still yeah, why you're And here. learning something new and learning new skills and and, and still just trying to, like, be part of the conversation. That's all I ever really wanted. And I feel like I'm on the verge of it happening again, or maybe for the first time ever, really. Or, and yeah. it's, it's, it's real thrill. No, it's a very exciting thing, and this is something you, uh, it, it did not come easy, but No, but no of course came. not, no. But, it, you're, but it's where you're at. You took, you, you took your lumps, you're riding the ride. You know what, yeah. You don't know what people have suffered. You can't tell. You have no idea what anyone's been through. You just have no idea. Because, look, I got this guy who screens calls for me out there. Oh, this, yeah. This guy, Mike, he's falling apart, right? I think it's oh, yeah. a polite way of saying it. Mike, is that fair to say? He's still mad that the Grateful Dead broke up. He's still He's been oh, lost right. ever since ever Jeez. since Jerry Garcia died. He's been lost. Right. But it's like 20 years now. This guy's been adrift. But not like, but that's not where you're at. You're at you're oh, at a place. God, like no, no so look, I got over the Grateful Dead. I, I was angry that the Grateful Dead were formed originally. That's what made yeah, me furious. He's gonna be mad now. I'm gonna have to calm him down for twenty. Because you said that it's gonna be a half hour after the show of me talking him down from you saying you're mad the Grateful Dead formed. Mike, he Scott didn't mean that. He said. That. <laughs> And he's out there. You know what he's drinking tonight? Kirkland Light. Do you know what that? That's the that's the beer they sell at Costco. <laughs> so this is this is I'm what I'm. I'm hearing you. <laughs> yeah. So now, yeah, now you wish the you couldn't hear me. Um, well, Scott, look, you're you're. This is a, such a, a joy to have you call in and be a, a part of this. And thank you. Yes, you know, Tavy Phillips, who's who. Who's always who's the queen of the kids in the hall? I'm sure she's listening. I don't know. Are you live? You're not live, are you? Are you? Oh yes, we're live. She's you listening. Like, Tavy's she's great. Show and she's been begging me to do it, so I I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. No, I've heard tons about it, so I'm thrilled I'm finally doing it. She's awesome. Kevin did it a couple years ago. Now you're okay. in, so we're going down the checklist. And uh, thank you for doing. That. And the album is really funny. It's called thank Not you. a Fan. And what is the label? Comedy Dynamics. Call me dynamic, yeah. Yeah, it's really great, and people should listen to it. And what, what, what? Where can people find out what uh, you're doing? On, on like, iTunes. Okay, people get it on iTunes. Are you going around? Yeah. Are you doing shows? Yes, I will. I'm going to Montreal um, tomorrow, actually, for just for laughs for seven days. Okay, so people keep an eye out. I'll be doing it's really. I'll be doing Buddy Cole, the Buddy Cole show at Prelude de Luge for a week. It's really exciting, and I'm so glad you're where you're at right now, and it's Thank all you, deserved. Tom. 
All right, you take care, and we will talk soon. Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye. That was exciting.